0: Welcome back to another Player Profile and Projection. Today, we are doing the Big Monster. Not his real nickname, but his birth name is Giancarlo Cruz Michael Stanton. Born November 8th, 1989. He's our age, Jake, which made me laugh Mm. out loud because I just think of him as so much better and more accomplished. And the only reason I think of him that way is because he is. Well, was always,
1: always weird to see, oh, that dude is my age. He's more accomplished on the baseball field. I think we're more we're more accomplished on the podcast world. Oh, he
0: sucks at podcasting.
1: Oh, uh, he could be good. I heard no. him
0: once. I heard him once and he was he was just like this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baseball, oh. I was like, this sucks. What editor aired this? It was terrible. Maybe he's a bad editor too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He, you know what? His podcast would never get. They'd never get hooked up by dugout mugs.
1: They probably would. But yeah, he probably brings that. Brings a that lot of shows. Uh, that shows the legitimacy of dugout mugs. Um, as we we mentioned last pod, we uh we got we got drunk drinking out of them. I'll be honest with you guys. I did it. It's on TV. There's a couple odd clips of me from around the stadium with my dugout mug. Some people said I was standing on my tippy toes for pictures. Not really sure what that was about. Um, oh, I, I just do that. Kinda, I do the David Blaine levitate thing. Um, yeah, I go tippy
0: toes, but only because I'm short, and I want to seem not as short in pictures.
1: Right, and that's how it works. But we were hanging with the dugout mug guys. They were awesome. They, they've kind of hooked it up for us. So we're trying to hook it up for them. Um, if you haven't seen them, they're their baseball bat mugs. Pour whatever you want in there. Beer, milk, molasses, blood. Blood? What can't you pour in there? I mean,
0: pouring concrete, quick dry concrete into your dugout mug would probably suck. That'd be a bad idea.
1: Or it'd be a, it'd be a hell of a weapon. Oh my God. You basically just
0: have a concrete baton then.
1: Yeah. Maybe people are looking for a good baton.
0: Do you think that we should get enough dugout mugs and then play beer pong with them? make a video about that. It would be impossible.
1: It'd take forever. It'd the take balls forever. W- It'd be like a day-long event.
0: Just getting the balls after they ricochet off the wood would take so long.
1: Yeah. Ooh, isn't uh, a... What, what's the drinking game? Baseball, where you throw the ping-pong ball and it goes off the bat and you got to drink the beer? You could play quick baseball games. I think baseball is just like you set up a diamond. It's like that's a single, that's a
0: double, that's a triple. I forget.
1: What's the one you, you put them... I think you you but you you throw the ping pong ball. You could throw it as hard as you can, and it like ricochets off, and you have to get the ball and put it on the table. I don't know. There was a game like that with dice, beer die. No, um, I thought it was called baseball. But yeah,
0: either way, go to dugoutmugsonline dot online slash talking yanks. Get yours. Buy yourself a set. Play play beer pong with it. Let us know how that works.
1: They're in the Tampa. The Tampa Yankees shop, the team shop, they're legit, and you can buy them cheaper from us. So,
0: boom. Uh, Let's talk about Big G. His mom calls him Cruz. His dad calls him Michael. His teammates call him G. Mm. We call him Giancarlo. Giancarlo! Mm. He went to Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks. A lot of famous people out of this high school, Jake. We got Jamie Dixon, the baseball basketball coach. We sure. got Kirsten Dunst from your favorite movie, Bring It On. Nick yep. Folk, the kicker. And this yep. is a, this is a Brendan Ryan, ex Yankee. Yep. Dave Navarro, married uh, Pam Anderson.
1: Chris Dickerson. No, no,
0: no. Carmen Electra, and Jimmy Tatro. I don't know if I'm saying the last. Do you know who that is? Tatro. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Are you are you saying that right?
0: Oh, so tacho I don't know, but people, the younger generation will know who he is. He was a YouTube Vine star, but now he's got his own shows. He was on that show American Vandal, and he's got his own show on YouTube. That's pretty funny. Him cool. and him and G went to high school at the same time, which I think will be interesting to twenty percent of our listeners who know who Jimmy Tatro is. All right, cool. My brother would find that interesting.
1: Was he the lead in American Vandal?
0: Yeah, the first season he played like the, okay. the kid who got expelled.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Cool. I think G was a senior and he was a freshman. So anyway, let's talk about his baseball. Okay, fine. Fine. Talk about last season a little bit, which uh, the new fun thing is to say it was a down year. Even though right. it really wasn't. There are aspects of it that weren't good. So like that's a win for the naysayers. There were some things and we'll get into that. Right. But on the whole, it was his third best season in his career. He hit the second most home runs he's ever hit in his career. He had 38 home runs, 100 RBIs or 100-something RBIs. Mm. I mean, I did this because we know he got off to a terrible start. His first time playing, like, every day in freezing weather against pitchers he'd never seen before. And uh, we've understood now that he's, like, a creature of habit and, like, a student of the game. Like, he writes down, like, this pitcher pitched me like this and keeps a notebook of it. Right. His team, this catcher, pitched me like this. Like he he charts all that stuff, and he didn't have any of that info at the beginning of last year. If you take out the first 20 games, it's 162 season. How many games did he play, Jake? 155? Something like that? 158. He played 158 games. If you take out the first 20 that were awful, right? Right. He hit 276, 351 on base percentage, 524 slugging, 875 OPS.
1: Yeah.
0: He's a player where you could kind of demand the OPS to be in the nines because that's how good he's supposed to be. Right. But, I mean, that's 160, that's 138 games right there to end the season. It's a pretty good slash line. He got off to a putrid start.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a couple things that really stand out because there's, there's the start. The fans, you know, wanted to turn against him and immediately. There's a little bit of that A-Rod effect with him because he, he won the MVP elsewhere and he got the big contract elsewhere. The guy straight Maul's lefties. I want to start there. He's a 1027 OPS lifetime versus lefties, and basically his numbers were that last year. He had a 1036 OPS. So anytime you see a lefty on the bump... I mean, Giancarlo is almost as good in the game as they come against lefties. Versus righties last year, he had a 792 OPS, which is almost, what was it? It was like 75 points below his career average. Um, and maybe that ties into the slow start. Maybe it's the new stadium. There's there's a lot of different things you can point to, and, and let's be honest, this guy was nicked up a little bit last year too. He had the bad hammy. He couldn't play defense for like a month, but he stayed in the lineup in a time we needed him when Judge was out. So I don't know. I think the the positive spins with Giancarlo, uh, you can point to some sincere things. He changed leagues. First year in New York, which asked Sonny Gray how Son- – Playing in New York is, and he'll tell you about throwing sliders. He had, the, he got nicked up, and I, I don't know the right, the right-handed pitching numbers were just a little bit off. So I think there's, there's a lot of positive spins, and the home and away split was bizarre. Jim, he nine twenty-one away, seven seventy-nine OPS at home, which is a little bizarre. You wonder how much much of that is aiming for the short porch. You wonder how much of that is New York. Like, you could put that in the plus and minus side of this argument, depending whether you like or dislike Giancarlo. I think with Yankee Stadium being what it is and Giancarlo's ability to go to right field, I think you'd put that as a definite chance for a positive spin this year. And that's the thing. All the negative spins, you could point at the home thing and say, oh, this guy can't handle the big city. Basically, you're any other argument outside of he can't handle New York is like, oh, he sucks. So there's not a lot of analytics there.
0: Well, I will say this. The one where the naysayers win, where they're correct, because it's not black and grays. he was bad in clutch situations. I mean, he had a couple, a couple big moments, the walk-off versus the Mariners. I believe there was a couple others. But for the most part, when he came up and it was... Do your thing. You're the guy. He, right. he didn't come up with the guy, and I think all the advanced analytics, the clutch stats, the the like runs created in big moments and stuff like that. I think they show that. They show yeah. His
1: his his high leverage OPS was seven seventy five, which is uh you know clearly below what he does. And you know what his his tie game tie game and his late and close stats. His OPS started with the eight. You know, there's definitely room for improvement there. And, yeah, it's uh, I, I think it gets mag- magnified X times more because it is big G. Yeah,
0: it's also we never saw this guy play every single day when he was with Miami. we right. just saw the numbers, right? So right. if we saw this stat line, 38 home runs, 100 whatever RBIs, whatever is OPS, like as Yankee fans, if this is what he did last year, we'd see this line and be like, what are you guys talking about? That was good. And if Miami fans were like, yeah, but day-to-day, it was pretty fucking frustrating, bro, and he just was an easy out, we'd be like, shut up. Look at the line. But now that we've seen it day-to-day, there were moments where it just seemed like it was too easy to strike him out.
1: Right. For the player he is, you're absolutely right. And he's he's clearly a streak hitter. You know, we've we've gotten our lumps for Colin Hicks a guess hitter in some of the wrong situations, and people say Judge is a guess hitter sometimes. Everyone's a guess hitter sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. G- Giancarlo, you're absolutely right. There, you, you can see it coming that there's a week that if you throw an okay slider, he's not going to touch it. Now, at the same time, we see that, and part of the reason that's so tantalizing and we freak out, the next week He's going to have a five homer week and he looks like the best hitter in the game. So I, I think that's what, you know, makes fans, you know, so polarized about this guy. But if you if you can appreciate those facts and understand what they are, you know, I, I think you look at him through a different lens.
0: So I think the question here is, how does he make it feel like a better season, even if the end numbers are there? Right. There's two things that we that were bummers to us. Is so streaky, and he didn't come through in a lot of the clutch situations. So if I just choose one, I'll accept the streaks. I think a lot of players go home run or bust, but in the middle of a terrible streak, make your one hit the one that matters the most.
1: (laughs) Mm. And that's Jim, I'd gotten away from these stats because people got bored with them, but know how I was doing my stats in wins and in losses? And you know the normal... The normal OPS gap was like three hundred points or so. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo in wins eight seventy eight OPS last year in losses eight oh nine. That's the smallest gap I've seen. Yeah, they're um,
0: usually pretty huge.
1: Yeah, it's usually a three hundred. It's normally like, <laughs> I think yeah. Judge was like one one oh. and then eight hundred.
0: Can I um, can I can I just spell a dumb dumb thing that I hate when people say sure that uh. You're going to hear all the time, and then we'll do our final lines. The, this this quote, oh, another garbage home run from Stanton. We heard it in 2017, too. Another garbage, garbage time home run from Judge. Doesn't right. do it when it counts. We heard it. Who else did we hear about,
1: Jake? A-Rod all the time. A-Rod.
0: What do all those guys have in common? They hit a fuck ton of home runs. You want a guy to hit 50 home runs. You want a guy to hit 40 home runs and you expect every single one to be in a big moment in a game changing situation. The only people that that line is set about are people that are hitting an exuberant number of home runs because when you hit a lot of home runs, oh, he, of course they're going to hit home runs off the bad pitchers. Yeah. Don't punish them for hitting home runs off the bad pitchers. Like, not every home run is going to be a clutch home run when you hit 50. Shut your butt.
1: The close for your argument is if Austin Romine hits that homer, you say, hey, look at Romine gets a home run on the board. You're excited. But one of the big guys do it, and you're like, oh, save him. Save him for when sales on the mound. It's like not exactly how it works.
0: It's so silly.
1: Yeah. You're so silly. Sometimes.
0: Okay. The other day, I got my... Oh, I got my... I'll save that for a full episode. Oh, Jake just went double nips. Saw both his nipples. Let's go on to our final lines, brought to you by Diamond Baseball Tours. We've already told you the spiel, but I'm going to lay it out for you guys real quick. This tour, this summer, these are the ballparks you're going to see. You're going to go to Philadelphia and watch a game there. You're going to go to the D.C. Does Philly
1: Philly have any players people would want to see? A couple?
0: Reese Hopkins.
1: Bingo. Uh, You're going to
0: go to Washington. You're going to see a game there. You're going to go to the City Field. You're going to watch a game there. You're going to go to Yankee Stadium. You're going to see a game there, and you're going to get a behind-the-scenes tour of Yankee Stadium. You're going to go to Fenway, and you're going to watch a game there. Northeast is baseball. If you, those, I mean, take out nationals, really, but Philly, Yankees, Mets, Fenway, I mean, add Wrigley to the wrist, then you're golden. That's baseball right there. Right. If you need a trip with your college buddies, with your dad, mom, girlfriend, significant other of whatever, if like, and you're a baseball family, me and my dad would bond so well over this trip. You see five ballparks, if you're a Yankee fan, and then to cap it all off, you end at Mariano Rivera's induction and get to oh. see that event. How rare is that? He's the first unanimous ever. So if you're looking for summer plans... Go to DiamondBaseballTours.com, look up their induction tour, join it. The best part, I think, is you're going to be with people that like baseball. So the conversation is easy with strangers because you all have one common thing.
1: I mean, we saw when we, when we met Tim Kirk, Jen, Buster Olney, when we went to winter meetings. Baseball people are just a different breed. A different breed. You could talk baseball with anyone. It's, it's the international language, but that's not true all right let's go to our final lines for Giancarlo stan i've been i think
0: i've been more cautious with my final lines than you have on these ppps okay i've i've predicted some people to have you know not the stellar year to bust the doors down babe i think stan's gonna go off man okay he 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 i think he is going to in an angry way in a fuck you way just go off I hit 38 mm. home runs, 100 RBIs played almost every game last year, and you're not satisfied with me? Yeah. And I, like I said, there is some reasons to be not satisfied, but in his brain, he's going to fuck you guys, go off. He's got his notebook now, chalked full of pages. He knows what the pitchers mm. are doing. He knows what teams are doing. He's more comfortable at home. Hopefully, he's more comfortable in the cold, because I hate that storyline. Oh, wait till it warms up. Well, it's cold now. Yeah. So, hit now. I hated that. And I hope we don't run into that again. I think he's going to go off, Jake. I got him at 150 games because hopefully he doesn't need to play as many as he did last year. Mm. I think uh, with Judge going down, he had to play more than even he would have liked to. He said he was playing through injury a lot. I got him at 150 games. Okay. I got him at 40 home runs. And I have him at a nine something OPS, 950 OPS okay i i I think he's gonna have a big big year
1: i like it um i i like it a lot um i think you're right i I think the comfort factor is a big thing that none of the analytics are going to be able to tell you i think he you know he's done it he's been with the team for a year he's part of the crew um you know he he understands if he has a five four or five strikeout day he's gonna get booed and that's fine and he can bounce back and he can you come back the next day and you hit some home runs and we'll we'll cheer for you so I think there's definitely gonna be a comfort level there, um, Jim I just see and I, people are gonna scathe me and say I'm jinxing him for this uh, the past two years is easily the most games and at bats he's played in a two years uh, span. Ever, you know the the combined he played 159 games with Miami. He played 158 with the Yanks. That's 317 games in the last two seasons, which is awesome. Before that, he never came close to playing 300 games in a back to back season. So I think you have to be worried about injury a little bit. And I think again, like last year, Judge got hurt. This guy's hammy was tight, but the Yankees didn't have the opportunity or, like, they couldn't basically not play this guy. I think, like, this year, if we see Giancarlo have a hammy in, in string or bang something up, I think they're going to, knowing what the stuff I just said, I think they're going to take it more secure, play the safer route with him. I think he ends up playing, like, 135 games or so, and but I think he ends up with, like, the same stat lines, like a, a 38 and 100 again, but in 20 less games. So, But that would be an injury, like 138 that would be like a well, month out. It's uh you know we've got some more bodies. I I think, you know, th- there'll be some natural rest days along with missing like, you know, a, a full two week span. We didn't talk about
0: left field at all. I think he's going to play a lot of games in left field.
1: Yeah, we we both think that. It just it kind of makes sense with um I mean when they face a left-handed pitcher, you know, Giancarlo obviously doesn't bring the defense that Gardy does in left, but with where Gardy's at in his career, um, him facing lefties doesn't make a ton of sense. Plus, okay, I know defense isn't everything, especially when you start looking at the left side of the infield, or you see Anduhar with Giancarlo in left field, you're not stoked about it. A, Giancarlo's looks solid in left. But B, if there's a lefty on the opposing team starting that game, the Yankees can roll out this absolute death lineup of literally all right-handed batters, <laughs> which you know you, you might not need perfect defense if to get through that lineup two times you can put a five or six spot on the board so i'm a uh, i am which i think last year i think we saw 40 starting pitchers that were left-handed so i mean you pencil in those 40 games if you could get them another like 40 or so in some of the easier left fields like a fenway maybe maybe whatever what other stadiums would stand out houston I think we do see a lot more of that this year because it's it's an absolute death lineup when they do that.
0: Yeah, he started 35 games last year in LaField. I think that's going to go up, maybe 50.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic for, like, 80 or so, but I, I think 50 is a much more realistic number.
0: All right. Any last words? Get it, G. I like how he's being a little biting in his soundboards, too, like what's different about playing for the Yankees. Uh, the games matter once you hit May. Yeah, and uh, he called out like all the the hitting coaches on Twitter. Like he called those out. I want you, you know. So I like that he's a little feisty.
1: No love lost. Yeah.
0: All right, that ends this one. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another episode of Talking Yanks. Thank you for tuning in.